Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes he does. <laughs> you know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, there's some shady stuff going down. All the banks were having a big old party. A few outsiders saw it when no one else could. The whole world economy might collapse. I'm sure the world's banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. No one's paying attention. The banks got greedy. We can profit off of their stupidity. You want to bet against the banks? I think we're either high or having a stroke. Kind of brilliant. Fraud has never, ever worked. Eventually, things go south. When the hell did we forget all that? How can the banks let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. <laughs> you have any idea what you just did? You just bet against the American economy. If you're wrong, you can lose it all. The banks and defraud the American people. Now we can kick them in the teeth. Okay, here we go. You target strippers with bad loans. Mm -hmm. No cash rich. Not going to be able to refinance. On all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? I have five houses and a condo. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Oh! What's up? What's going on? Oh, we on? Yeah, yeah, we're on. Hello! Hello! <laughs> hey, hey. What? Ah. What's up? Welcome to Movie Sucktastic! Episode 203. Uh, yeah. Post-Oscar wrap-up. That's right. This is the final film that we're doing, and in a way, I'm happy that we're doing this one because I fucking love this movie, and everything about this movie, uh, it, it was something Scott knows all too well was something that fueled my anger for a long time about the housing market and um, just everything involved with it and big banks and yeah so i i i probably enjoyed this film a little bit more than maybe maybe your average moviegoer i don't know i i i want to when we when we reviewed um spotlight yes i was i was a bit blasé about the whole thing because as i said i'm watching it like okay yeah you discover that priests are being covered by the vatican yeah, we know that. We kind of know it. This is like if if you made this film ten years ago, it'd be a big thing. You're doing it now after we're pre pretty much uh, rapist, you know, child raping priests is kind of like uh, cliche. We you know, we know, we get it. I I couldn't share the kind of outrage. It was like oh, they're hiding them right down the street from my house. So yeah, dude, you know what? There's probably a child rapist on the street that's not a priest. Who gives a fuck? You know, yeah. I just calm down a bit. Um, so. That, I have the exact opposite effect with this film because I feel like there there's still a large segment of our population that doesn't, like, that would be surprised by this film. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, think so. And, I, I, and when I saw this film, I saw it with my, uh, my older uh, stepdaughter. Uh, she's 22, 23. And she kept turning to me. Uh, that's our... Let me just hang up on that. <laughs> that's our guest. That's our guest host for the next show we're recording. Calling way too early because he doesn't pay attention. Um, uh, <laughs> I just hung up on him. Uh, there you uh, go. She, and she, every, like every ten minutes, she turned to me. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" So they're doing. They did this, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah, they did." This. Like, but they didn't. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. she's flabbergasted. This and the, like whole, younger... the whole thing with the uh, countrywide that just what probably the one of the worst offenders during the entire housing yeah. uh, bubble. Right. I mean, but just like the, how flabbergasted she was. You know, and we're talking, again, 23, young adult, and just blown away by just how it's like, but that doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's, this is more true than you even know. Yeah. <laughs> At know? one point in my life, I never thought I would ever be able to for afford to own a home because the way the housing market was going... The banks got greedy. They created all these different loans, no, you know, no doc loans, uh, arm loans, just ridiculous types of loans. And all of them were uh, due to greed and just, you didn't have to show documents on certain loans. Yeah, you had a slightly higher interest rate, but you didn't have to show any income. You could be working, uh, you, know, you could have been a, a waiter at an Applebee's and bought a half a million dollar home. No right. problem. Now, 
and I don't want to get too much of the politics on this that we agree on since this is more of a movie show. But I, I mean, I got to tell you, the big thing for me was the like the parts of the film where they showed these uh, these uh, predatory loners and like just like bragging about how they did this shit. Now they oh yeah, you know, and like taught and like lying to these people because I remember like as soon as this happened, the right wing or conservative people that didn't want to blame free market. It was like, oh yeah, you know, you know what this was though. People just taking loans they shouldn't have taken. You know, people right. like, you know, stupid people taking bad loans. Why should we care about that? It's like motherfucker. They lied to these people. Yeah. They told them they could afford it. They, they, they you know, and, and this film like underlines that. I've been saying that shit for, since day one, and like this film just like, and the film of course based on a novel. This is all true, and it just yeah. I, there, there are so many truths in this film that I think go way. Beyond, uh, yeah, so, uh, priests raping little boys. The Vatican covered it up. Yeah, I, I, I hate to make it sound like child rape is is like lower on my list than uh, <laughs> predatory loans. But as far as like as far as the, the the public acknowledging that it's a problem, yeah, I think this is higher on the list. What what was interesting yeah. about the housing market when uh, the bubble finally burst? Uh, there was somebody that used to live in or that not live, but used to be in our life that uh, decided to buy a house in 2006. And I'm already just completely engrossed in the, the housing bubble and just... Here's the thing. If I had any foresight like these guys did about betting against the housing market, I would have put every penny I had and I would have been like, I'm in, guys. Let's do this. You know what I mean? But Because I knew something was going to have to give. Uh, oh, and the fact that they yeah. use Led Zeppelin's when the levee breaks uh, is just brilliant. Just great well, fucking song. But anyway, I want to stop you. I want to stop you. Yeah. Because I don't want to get too much into the politics of this because this isn't Strangers in a Strange Land, the episode yeah. we're, we're recording next. I know. So I, I, and, and I'm trying to fight this too. Believe me. This is like, we could talk, you and I well, could talk about this shit for fucking hours. I know. But I just want to finish this one, one little thing. All right. I'll make it quick, I promise. Right. Uh, when the housing bubble was ready to burst. I, I had told, at that time, our friends to not buy a house. I said, listen, I know you guys want to do this. Don't do it. And they didn't listen. And, of course, their house is worth probably 200000 less than what they paid for. And they're is that what you think there. it is? Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, when, when, the, when the bubble actually did burst, for real, people were listing their houses to get rid of it because they, they knew something happened but they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, believe that their house was actually worse worth less so they'd list it like an exorbitantly high and then of course when it would sit there for a year eight months a year whatever and it wouldn't sell they just refuse to sell it and take it off the market and that's why the correction took five six years where we're actually finally at a bottom and it's all because of everything that went on in this movie um, and it's based on a true story. And the book that was written, that was uh, then made into uh, this film, uh, is extremely accurate as far as what they did from the book to film. Yeah. They did an amazing job. And now, of course, yeah, it was now, the director of you know, Anchorman, Anchorman 2, Ricky Bobby. It's <laughs> like, who knew this guy could, could direct something like this? Yeah, and now so switching into the craft of the film from our political views that we yes. we sorry we, I, I had to, I had to no no I, I did this, I did the same thing I'm that's why I'm trying to steer us uh, um, 
this, I mean, I, I can't help but compare this film, which won Best Adapted Screenplay, thank fucking God. Which I picked. Uh, you know, I, I would have been okay with The Room getting it just because it was a good film. But really, this one, this is the film that really deserved it. Comparing this to the winner of the rest of the original screenplay, Spotlight, Snore, <laughs> and look at, just look at the, I mean, Spotlight deals with this, this complex situation through one group of people, these four people. Big short, three, you know, three or four different storylines going through, different personalities. And also, I have great respect for screenwriters that have to deal with um, topics that are over the head of their audience and they know it. Right. Uh, like, once again, I, I always refer back to um, Altered States where they weren't allowed to change the dialogue or remove it from the movie. So you had all this technical dialogue they had to fit in the film. So they purposely made sure that whenever they had all these long, boring discussions, they were doing it through mouthfuls of food or while they're sorting stuff in the cabinet. They made sure something bizarre was happening that you were watching so you didn't fall asleep listening to this boring shit <laughs> that they were forced to put in it. And I loved how The Big Short kind of broke that fourth wall, which isn't new, and, and I really regret this film came out so soon after Wolf of Wall Street, which kind of does similar things, right? Because I think I think the Big Short is pushes the boundaries of it more than Wolf of Wall Street did. Wolf of Wall Street really pretty much did what Jake LaMotta did in Goodfellas, not J not not Jake LaMotta. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? What being character in Goodfellas? Raging Bull. Oh, oh, oh you talk okay. Goodfellas. Yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. Ray Liotta. <laughs> Yeah. You're talking Ray Liotta, who played Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Henry Hill, thank you. Goodfellas, right. Yes. I knew you knew the character name. Uh, you know, Italian and all. And he, First of all, he sorry. was a Irish, more Irish than Italian, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I love the parts. Like, okay, this is so... Here to explain it is uh, this playmate in a bubble bath. Oh, right. Uh, what's her yeah, face? I mean, uh, Margot Robbie. Right. I just... Just, but just, I love the idea with it. Okay, we're going to take something that they made very, very complicated, and we're going to simplify it so you can understand it. And, right, I, and I they did that a few times throughout the film, which worked really well. Like in the, the one scene in the casino was excellent. Right. There's yeah. a third one too. I forget the third one. Um, but they do like th they had three times. That's where they the did that. they even the Jenga thing. They the well, well, that was... I know, they didn't break a fourth wall for that. That was just a, right. a meeting. But they do like it with the Jenga. They break the fourth wall. Yeah. And, but they also, they also have times where they even... They, they break the fourth wall to tell the audience, listen, they made this very complicated so you couldn't follow it, but all it is is this. And the, the most complicated fucking thing... And I still don't understand half of it. I'll be honest. And there's a reason why. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, and and I, now... Comparing Spotlight to Big Short, I read so much bullshit with Spotlight. Oh wow, it's like the actors felt like they were they were being you know they were being cloned on the screen. Oh, it was so big a deal. <laughs> Christian Bale in this movie fucking blew me away. Yeah, he was awesome. Christian he Bale was, was fucking amazing. He really was. And uh, who was he up against for supporting actor? It was. Um... Christian right Bale here. for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance, who actually won. Do you think it would help? Yeah, that won him an Oscar. Because people are just so used to... We talked about this when we did Bridge of Spies. But they're just used to that formulaic... Uh, would mm. it help? It's like, oh, we get it. You know, it's like... 
maybe prior performances that used to do stuff like that, yeah, people were enamored by it. But now they shouldn't be, but they still are. And it's like, aren't we smarter than this? Aren't we better than the formulaic, I, you know, like quips like that? Um, yeah, so I'm, he actually won. And then, of course, Stallone, who should have won, Christian Bale. Hands down. Tom yeah. Hardy, close second. Close and second, even, Tom Hardy. Yes. Yeah, and just the fact that Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, and I love Mark Ruffalo, but him in Spotlight up against the big short Christian Bale, not even a fucking contest. Right. Not even. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, I mean, can, can we get over the whole the, the whole fascination that an actor can actually, like, you know, do so, do a different accent for a right. film? Sure. And get into, like, the fucking acting. Uh, oh, just that one part where they first introduced Christian Bale's character. that guy, And, and like, he, when he smiles at, at the guy, it's like, it's just that yeah. that most awkward fucking, just, even that one scene nailed it. Uh, and, and also. Right, where he's like, I say weird things. Uh, well, he, before he says something like that, he goes, yeah, uh, nice haircut. Did you do it? Did you cut it yourself? And he's like, I don't know how to talk to people. I just, I say weird things. And it's like, you know what? I buy that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also the, the screenwriters were great in and I, I, never, I haven't read the books so I don't know how it's structured but I know it's it's not structured like fiction so it it's, is different I even like the part where they would break the wall fourth wall at some point to say like yeah this isn't how it happened yeah they did that one time yeah. where they said you know what uh, they actually didn't find a bunch of uh, booklets in the lobby uh, of the whatever uh, it was actually a friend of theirs who said hey you should look at this and then that's how they got it but I like how it's like you know what this is more this part is more entertaining, <laughs> but it we're only straying off just that much. Well, they, 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 and they, I love it because they underline that whole thing that comes up where, uh, um, like they'll do these films and then they'll nitpick these little like things like yeah they had to change it for the screen movie because you can't it's not all true you, you can't be fucking true to life like they pulled one uh, they complained about um, pain pain and gain. Oh right! Like, oh yeah, that didn't happen exactly like that. Says, yeah, it didn't happen exactly like that. But he still cooked human hands outside. All right, <laughs> they, they tweaked it a little bit for comic effect, but it still fucking happened. Calm the fuck down. You 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 have to you know Schindler's List didn't happen. It wasn't all black and white back then with a girl in a red dress. Calm the fuck down and let us just do it. So I like the fact that like he, he like he turns to the camera and goes, yeah, this didn't happen like this. I don't hang out at fucking bars with these losers. I know I didn't hear this here. You know? <laughs> so, but I like how again screenwriting. You, you you set it up. You keep you do it two or three times, and you pay it off at the end. Where he stands up and like interrupts the whole speech. He's like, yeah, he did that. He actually <laughs> did that. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's there's there's like a, a methodology to it where it almost seems random, but it's very well crafted. This screenplay was fucking brilliant. And again, anybody, any screenwriter that has to put so much complicated boring technical shit up on the screen and portray the uh the pathos and the emotion in it steve carell's character in this film is so necessary because yeah, you need absolutely. someone on the screen that's as insane as you are when you're hearing this shit yeah he, he was perfect for it 
I love it when I mean, he comes it, into the the help group meeting and he just comes in, he just takes over the fucking group. <laughs> he's like, this fucking asshole, I'm telling him, how could you sleep at night? And the one guy's, you know, he's, he's talking about, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I feel this way, I'm sad. And he just comes in, he's like, ah, I gotta fucking take this. Ah, and then he just leaves, I'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> and again, based on a real person, a real character, you know, the character is. But yeah, I mean, it gives you that cathartic person. So when you're watching this film, you have somebody on the screen going, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> really? <laughs> and again, I love that part where they're at, they're at the uh, that like um, that mortgage convention thing, and he's talking to the Asian guy that's like the number one seller of these really fucked up loans, and right. they're watching the other table. He's like, "Yeah, you watch it. His head's about to explode." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he 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 lo- he doesn't look right. <laughs> something's, yeah. something's going, something's going to happen. <laughs> and then he's just yeah. taking notes. He's like, "All right, explain this to me uh, with this and this and that." And and then at the end, he's just like, oh, "You fucking make me sick." <laughs> I think I'm gonna go fucking puke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the the guy at the table is like, "All right, let's do this." He goes, uh, "You tell me how much you're worth. I'll tell you how much I'm worth." And I love that because. It was greed and just the, the, of the stature and nature of being a prick like that is what bankrupt those people, what made them start over because they didn't give a fuck that they were ripping off, you know, the, uh, the, little, the little guy a- at all. Foreclosures, uh-huh. record highs. Uh, short sales, record highs. Um, arm loans, resetting fucking just ridiculous like when you when you do something like sell someone an arm loan you the the guy that's actually selling it to the person you don't realize how many you've done and then how many other banks and other people have done throughout every other state in the country but the banks i mean they They knew they They knew that they they were doing all of it and what did they think was going to happen when all of these were going to reset? Did they think everyone was going to refi out of an arm loan into a regular uh, 30-year fixed? No, because you know what? Uh, they enjoyed paying 0% interest for seven years, and then it was too late to refi because the market was already collapsing, and you were going from a 0% uh, interest <clears throat> to like almost 7% at one point when the housing bubble exploded, when it yeah. burst. So it's like, why would I refi from zero to seven on a seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage? Why would I do that? We're trailing away from the film again, so I'm gonna. I know. I I know. I I know. But again, I'm with you, dude. You know, I'm with you. Uh, (laughs) But the fact that they portrayed it in this film, so and I compare it to Wolf of Wall Street, just because again they did the kind of fourth wall gimmick as well. Which, but again, Wolf of Wall Street was kind of like doing it from Goodfellas, and but I, I thought the film handle the subject matter so tricky even the whole idea that at the end there even though even like the guys that made the money off this like there, it was a hollow victory mm-hmm. it was like yeah but we're making the money off of something that we, we tried to stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that we didn't want to happen it, it's it's just uh just it, it was i thought it was a great film and i i I, thank God it won best picture, best screenplay, because the the selection yeah. for screenplays this year was sad. Uh, oh, I yeah. mean, you know it's you know it's thin pickings when a sci-fi film makes best screenplay list. Ex Machina, which, uh, yeah, uh, 
Which one for yeah. best visual effects, which I really thought Mad Max was going to take that. No, but, but, but you know why? You know why that one over Mad Max? Because Mad Max had so much, uh, so much like real effects. It had real locales and effects, yep. And it had so much that, like, they actually over. That's why I knew the Revenant. That's why I knew the Revenant was definitely not going to win Best Visual Effects. Right. I'm like, I don't even know why it was nominated because of the bear scene. Because that's it. That's the only thing that was CGI. That's the thing. It's like both of those films were so great, but the the actual effects overshadowed or shadowed or overpowered the visual effects, the CGI. They should just call it CGI effects now. Stop with the visual. <laughs> we know what you mean now. It's just CGI. Right. Uh, that's what. Yeah. So I, I get that. Um, but I mean, just the fact that Ex Machina made best screenplay. So really, that's that's how low it is now. You're picking sci-fi flicks and not even <laughs> like popular sci-fi flicks. Right. I mean, you know, this wasn't a blockbuster. Why is this on? You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. Inside Out, a fucking Pixar cartoon, best original screenplay. <sighs> yeah, and are I, things I, that bad? I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, was Anomalisa nominated for Best Original? Screenplay? It wasn't. No, it was, it was, it was it, nominated it, for Best Animation, and it, it lost to a Pixar fucking film. Well, I called that. I mean, you know what? That was an easy pick, even though Anomalisa was the better film. It, that should have won. That, did you see it yet? Anomalisa? I saw bits of it. Yeah. The, it, the, it, what, it deal, what it deals with... You know, like, the more I see... It, Inside Out, like being nominated for these things, the less I want to watch the fucking thing. I actually uh, hate the film now, and I haven't watched it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it numerous times because of my children, and that's it. But um, Anomalisa was, for what it was, worlds better than uh, worlds better than than Inside Out as far as dealing with you know the psychology of it all, and, 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 and like when you watch it and the way it ends, and and you and you start really start to think about it, you're like, wow. It, it, it's 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 a very good movie. Uh huh. I, I I do recommend it. So and from what I understand, that was a not Kickstarter. What's the other one that they they're starting to do to make independent films and whatnot? The the I, other one, one other one than Kickstarter. But it was one crowd. crowdfunded. It was a crowdfunded film. Crowdfunded right. film. Um, so it. It took like four years to make, and so stop no, motion is slow process. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was very good. So, I mean, but anyway, honestly, okay. Oh, I was just to say, it's, it's like if you just like go down the best picture films, uh, The Big Short is easily like my top three favorite films. Absolutely, Easy. absolutely. Top three out of the best picture. Uh huh. And out of best I screenplay, original and adapted, uh, Big Short is. Uh, my favorite film. <laughs> Everything else was like either either passable or boring. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, it just as I'm watching it, I'm just like fuck yes. I'm like they're getting it right every the whole way through the film. I'm just like they they're getting it right. They're getting it right. This is exactly how I felt when the shit was going down. Uh, again, I, had, I had read too many articles. I read too many things. It just it made the film more enjoyable. But, again, for me, it's the craft with how they did it to convey this information to an audience that and might I, not be I, up on I, that. I agree and with that. From a screen from a screenwriting standpoint, this film was fucking brilliant. Yep. Heads miles above Spotlight. 
if if this and Spotlight had been in the same category, you know, I would be very upset if Spotlight won. But it, it was in the same category. Are you talking about? No, no, no. Adapted versus original. No. Oh, I'm I think you're it, talking about for best picture. No, no, I'm talking about screenplay. No, I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yes, yes. Those are my I, categories. I agree. Those I know are my those favorite are. categories. Yes. And, and 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 again, uh, Slim Pickens this year. The only one out of both categories that really blew me away was was uh, Spotlight. I I I'll, I'll watch it again. Spotlight. Yeah. Long. No. No. Big Short. Big Short. I <laughs> I'm just I'm making a, sure you, you you corrected I'm yourself. I'm on my second martini. We got we, we got to get going to strangers. That's that's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Oh, real uh, quick, very quick. Ghostbusters. Well, oh, are we we, are, we got we got to rate this first. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's see. It better be rated higher on IMDb more than fucking Brooklyn. Seven point nine. Good. I I would be very very happy giving this an eight or a nine. Uh, maybe I, I maybe, would go 10. maybe even maybe even ten. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any reason why not to give it a ten, uh, except maybe that it's not like epic. But what the fuck is? I don't know. No, no. It, I, I'd be comfortable with a ten. Absolutely. You know what? I want to give it a ten just because it was the only excellent screenplay this year, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm giving it a ten. Good. Ten. Why is it saying you give us? Oh no, it's ten. Uh, Ninety-eight thousand votes on IMDb. Average is eight. Uh, it's really kind of boring across the board. Uh, no. se- it's like seven and eight across the board. There's really not enough difference to go into detail, except. Eleven thousand, eleven thousand people gave it a ten. It's pretty good. Under eighteen, like only like uh, like a, a thousand and seven hundred people under the age of eighteen watched it. Good. Yeah, they shouldn't have to worry about this shit. We we already fucked the planet up for them, so they should just like take it easy for that couple of years. <laughs> the, the the biggest voting block was males age eighteen to twenty nine, and the highest demographic was uh, males 18, 18 to twenty nine. That's Fucking good. M- millennials. I, it's nice to see. Yeah, don't start with that. I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate it. Generation X. I hate millennials even more. Is they like, all right? Yeah, okay. All right. You, you know, all millennials is all that is is older people that are pissed off that kids are looking at cell phones. And every time I see well, every gener like, every generation gets this. Yeah, every time I see one of these things, they make fun of like, oh, all the kids are like, look at their cell phones. All I can think of is like when I was a teenager and the big thing was, oh, everybody with headphones on, ignoring everybody. Fuck you. You're not important <laughs> enough for me to, to fucking acknowledge you. Oh. <laughs> well, they, oh what, what pisses me off is that the headphones are big again. And when I was a teenager, they finally they had gotten small. And now all the kids well, are wearing the there's, big there's all different sizes for headphones. Yeah, the popular ones are the big ones now. You, you look around. The, the, they're wearing the big ones like these now. Well, I wear these because this is what you should wear when you record in radio t- or you know. Obviously, whatever. I'm talking about people listening to like their their cell phones or their iPods or whatever. And you want you look around the kids. The big ones are popular again. They they were popular like five years ago. That's kind of dumb, though. It's well, popularity doesn't mean smart. I'm sure they're more comfortable than uh, the earbuds. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> gives a fuck. <laughs> um. Quick, the Ghostbuster trailer. Well, we also have to play a voicemail. Oh, uh, we do have a voicemail to play, uh, but we, uh, you yeah. know what? We're done rating that. We'll, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters very briefly. Then we'll no, do but, a voicemail, 
And That's then, what one of our listeners calls us when I don't want them to. Come on. <laughs> now, now, now. All right, go ahead and play it. Well, no, we can talk Ghostbusters first. No, play it. Play it. No, yeah, all right, we're going we're gonna to play it. All right. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Gino Cuddy calling in again. Uh, just, what's up, Gino? Uh, I have a couple of requests for you guys. You now, can hear this, right? They're both animated yeah. films, okay. and they're both films that I've recently gotten myself into. Um, and uh, they are Down and Dirty Dock from okay. 1974. I like and that one. the rock version of Peach's uh, Missing Link, which is a French film, but there's an American dub of it called BC Rock from 1984 that has Bill Murray as a dragon. Uh, cool, cool films that I would love for you guys to check out and do re- a review on. Uh, by the way, Gino in the Evening is still going really well. Um, recently had on Wayne Jake Keeley, uh, the producer of Nosferatu the First Vampire, as well as some pretty other, uh, other pretty cool guests. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, got some film projects in mind. Uh, got some stuff brewing in my head. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Uh, would love to catch up with you, chat with you. Maybe come on again. Who knows? But uh, have a great day, guys. All right. Peace. Okay. So he uh, he's uh, it's a request to review uh, Down and Dirty Duck, which was a theatrical release, so that falls within our review system. Whereas BC Rock was never released in America theatrically. It was uh, released only. It was released in France, Denmark, Belgium, and Australia only. So, I mean, we can do Down and Dirty Duck. I wouldn't mind doing that at some point. Um, I do enjoy Down and Dirty Duck. I believe I actually got my copy from you. Um, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, you had a copy lying around, and I have seen it a bunch of times, but I just never got a copy. I uh, got one from you, so. Um, I don't know when we'd get around to doing that, but I wouldn't mind doing Down and Dirty Duck. Um, Maybe we could squeeze that in with other animated uh, features. Maybe do like, uh, maybe a twofer or something. Sure, yeah, we can do something like that. But BC Rock, BC Rock wouldn't fit the the format, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Gino, quick tip. When you're doing a call-in and you're plugging something, give somewhere for the listener to go to. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking now for a link and I don't find any website or anything for Gino in the evening so I we have nowhere to send people that want to hear your sexy voice talk about Nosferatu so please, please, please next time you decide to call in or next time you're on our Facebook page share a link, share something that we can point people to the direction of you don't have uh I'm looking. I, I don't find. I'm not finding any actual specific link to anything for Gino in the evening. So okay. I, well, I, what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at here. It's uh, uh, it's in uh, Connecticut, Comcast Access Channel 15, uh, uh, right. on on uh, your local Connecticut broadcasting. Okay. He is on <clears> YouTube. Eight o'clock on Mondays. He is on YouTube. He's got little best of Gino clips here. So if you go to YouTube and do a search for Gino Cuddy, spelled, and Gino, you're making me do your work for you, goddammit. Get on the ball. Come on, man. G, spell it G-E-N-O, like Genovese, and then C-U-D-D-Y, like the thing that cows chew. And you put those two together on YouTube, and you'll come across Gino in the evening, and he's got some episodes up there, so you can watch his videos. 
And you while go. you're up there, watch the few videos we have that, that YouTube hasn't flagged because they're cocksuckers. That's right. That's right. That's why uh, the last six or eight, ep actually eight episodes have uh, <clears throat> have not had any films playing in the background because they won't flag those. Right. <laughs> so, although now, sometimes we get flagged for just doing the trailer, which is just asinine. It's just it's free real advertising. Quick. Fuck. Real quick. Okay, Ghostbusters. What? Ghostbusters trailer. Have you seen it? Of course, I posted it today. Right. Please take your take take your stab first of how you feel about that trailer. I feel that what it's done has just taken the exact same formula from the original and parts of the sequel and just replaced it with females, threw in modern CGI, and just... There's nothing funny in the trailer. No. There's nothing funny in the trailer. Not at all. You know... Uh, I... Unfortunately... And this is how I feel on a lot of remakes, but this one, very, very specifically, completely unnecessary. If you're doing it, if you're doing a remake, do something different with it. And just changing something from one to the other doesn't do it. Right. And There's Gino just sent me a link. You know what? You're too late, Gino. you got to be <laughs> on the ball with this shit, man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put it on the Facebook page, but man, you got to mention it. You got to if you're gonna plug, if you're gonna plug, man, you got to plug, right? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, there, there's a scene in the in the trailer where, um, what's her face, uh, McCarthy, <clears throat> she's possessed by a demon, and her head spins completely around, and back forward again, and uh -huh. I know it's a movie, suspension of disbelief. And all that, but how is she not dead? Ah, uh, <laughs> I know. I'm you're thinking of it. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm. You, you That's why I said it. suspension of disbelief, though. You you nailed it on the first part. They're not doing something new with it. They're doing this. They're just like, oh, let's remake it, but make them all girls. So really, that's as yeah. far as your creativity goes. That's right. And and nothing, nothing else in the trailer was like, oh, nothing's new. Nothing in it is new at all. If, I mean. Uh, and going very esoteric now, they came out with a role-playing game for Ghostbusters after the film came out, which I still own. I believe it's a collector's item. I have not oh, checked wow. it out. Nice. On eBay. I'm pretty sure I can get some good money for it. But in in the role-playing game, they said, okay, Ghostbusters became so popular, they franchised. And I don't know why nobody else in like Hollywood ever picked up on this fucking idea that the Ghostbusters would franchise and so you could have just new people do Ghostbusters without breaking away from the film and without doing a fucking remake just right. have a new friend I don't know why the fuck they say oh they couldn't just do a sequel without them remaking it with all girls and oh yeah here's the Egon girl because she's kind of geeky now and I love the fact that they're already being attacked as a racist film have you seen that? <laughs> Why? All right, because you've got three white, intelligent, nerdy science girls, and oh. then the black girls all, yeah, I know the streets, yo. And they're like, oh, wow, how racist is that? Like, well, it's the same as the first film. It's like, yeah, but haven't we become 
haven't we become more progressive in 30 years? And I'm like, well, Trump's running for president, so no. <laughs> uh, Dino is trying to call in. I just want to say that I apologize. I can't take your call only oh. for the reason that it's not set up right now to take your call and not disconnect Scott. And, and, and so, we're, under, we're under a time slot because we have another show coming up. Sorry, Gino. Right. But do I? But you don't know think what? Personally, it, yeah, please. I think uh, I pissed them off. No, Gino, <laughs> it's cool. We, you know, I'm gonna put the, I'm put them on Facebook. We told them how to get to YouTube. It's great. But dude, just when you when you put a message in, give a fucking link. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all um, I'm but, saying. But if you go back to the original film, if you go back to the original film, that's how uh, that black character is. He's not a scientist. You know, not that I'm saying he's not as smart as them, but he's not a scientist. He's just like a regular guy that just wants to get in on busting ghosts. The argument is, but haven't we come further in 30 years? And my answer is no. And when you're dealing with an unimaginative screenplay where they just switch it from male to female, I don't know why you're upset that you, that you want more. And don't attack the film for having that kind of black character because, first of all, the, the black actress that's playing the character from SNL, she right. seems to be fine with it. And if she's not, she right. should be advertising. And Actually, two. They're, they're both from SNL. The one that plays um, Egon's well, character but, but we're talking and the, about the black, and the black character. Girl. No, I know. The black act. Right. Well, actually, so, you know what? three of the four she seems, from SNL. She seems to be fine with it. I'm wondering if, if she's not giving any shit about it online, uh, on interviews and stuff, then maybe you should ask her how she feels about it. Right. And you know what? How about we just agree it's a shitty idea in the first place and not have to go in the whole race thing? Yeah, yeah well, come on. This is this is the society we live in right now. And, you Everyone know is and just waiting was, to be offended about fucking and, everything. And I read the one tweet where it was like, oh, yeah, so the three white girls are all, like, scientists and stuff, and then the black girl is a, is a, uh, is a, a subway worker? I'm like, you're right, because you know what? Having gone to New York City so many times and taken the subway to school, I never saw a black female subway worker ever. <laughs> it's a myth. Like Bigfoot. Never. It was always elderly white men behind the glass there. I swear. And that's going to segue into our Strangers in the Strange Land episode. Yes. There is a meme that's going around the internet now that I actually like where it shows director Paul Feig. Feig? Feig? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. But it says, Ghostbuster uh, reboot director Paul Feig introduces the new Ecto-1, which runs on feelings and shoots tampons and crushes copies of the original movie so you can't watch it anymore. <laughs> this film's going to flop big time. And I, don't, I, I, I don't know. if I don't think it's going to flop. I think it's going to be successful, but not in the way that they want it to be. I don't think it's going to make six, seven hundred million worldwide like they're hoping it it would. I think it'll probably make about one hundred fifty, maybe two hundred million in the U.S., maybe another couple hundred million around the world. So it's going to be a huge success. They're going to make another one. I'm already calling that. But uh, I, I I just get the feeling that they're they're thinking it's going to be better than it is. This trailer I, definitely are. This trailer. And I don't know how much it costs either, but I can find out real quick. Um, but this trailer does not at all like put the film in a good light as far as... I was, the, I was like, more eager to see Spy than I was this <laughs> film after watching the trailer. Yeah. That's all. I was more eager to see um, Tammy. Ooh. <laughs> 
before that, after watching a trailer than I was this film. So, and I, you know, and, and I'm a Ghostbusters fan. So I, I fucking love hey, Ghostbusters. Dude, if you're going to fucking remake it, remake it. Don't just carbon copy it and change one thing and say, oh, look, it's different now. You're, you're fucking hacks. What I are know. you doing? I'm looking up the budget for this movie. Oh, dude, really? $154 million. Jesus. Eh. It's a lot of fucking money for, for a reboot. All right, I'm, I'm going to look at the important thing here. Screenwriters. Whose fucking face is that? Uh, written by Katie Dippold. Uh, Four people. Paul, <laughs> Paul Feig. Paul Feig wrote and directed. Okay. What the fuck has Paul Feig done? The Heat. Uh huh. Oh Bad boy. Teaser. Bridesmaids. Okay. Uh, okay. Knocked up. Arrested Development. He did an episode. Oh, that's as an actor. Hold on. That's all his actor. I want to go to writing. What else did he write? Oh, Spy and and Sick in the Head and, and Nothing. Spy and Nothing. That's what he wrote. Okay. What about the other uh, screenwriter? Katie Dippold. Uh, what has she written? Let's go back to uh, uh, writer. Uh, the Heat 2. Ooh, question mark, question mark. Um, yeah. the, heat, the original Heat and uh, some Parks and Recreations episodes. Yeah. Who the fuck hands off like the biggest film of the 80s? To two fucking television writers. What the fuck? Really? <sighs> well, really? you know, he, he did Bridesmaids, The Heat, and Spy. So obviously he's he's done all of his movies with, um, what's her face, uh, McCarthy. Can, huh? Why can't I remember her first name? Melissa McCarthy. Oh, so well, hold he, on. Hold he's on. made all of his movies with her, and they've all been super successful. Stop the press. Stop the Katie Dippold, she was a major writer on Mad TV. Well, enough said. No wonder they handed over a fucking mega franchise to her and this class. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> and, and and dipshits directing too? Uh yeah. Paul Feig, Paul Feig is is the directing as well. What else is, is Mr. Feig directed? Uh uh who? he's directed uh well. Other than the big ones, uh, which is uh, The Heat, Spy, Bridesmaids, he has directed. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't he have a episode, lot of. He did an he episode have, of Third Rock. Yeah, I'm in. What the fuck, really? This is what we're putting a hundred and fifty thousand dollars on now? Million. Is these fucking clowns? <laughs> really? Oh, he yeah. did that shitty movie, Unaccompanied Minors. Is that the ones where the kids get uh, lost in the airport? Oh, God. Which I Be believe like was a. Which I believe. Yeah, it was a, a December release, two thousand six. Yeah, these oh, yeah. fucking unaccompanied kids. Minors. That... You mean you mean the film that's about unaccompanied minors? Yeah, yeah, that was so fucking well written that I want to fucking like jerk off on somebody's like keyboard right now. That, uh, that's how, how awesome that was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, what the fuck? Fuck these people. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Seriously. Fuck them in yeah. the ear. Yeah, fuck the fact the other that the black. The fact that the black chick's not a fucking scientist should be the least of your fucking concerns, America. <laughs> Fuck it. That's it. I'm voting for Trump. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, you know what? Is that what you fucking want? That's what you're going to get. Let's, let's wrap this up and move on to strangers, man. I'm done. I'm angry now. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Our footage in the background is done. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, we went long on this one, almost 50 minutes, which is kind of short for what we usually do, but we really wanted to only stick to like, like half an hour. Anyway, uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all the shows there. You can listen to the shows there and absolutely tune in every Thursday at eight o'clock live to uh, watch the show and, and hang out with us. Uh, you can go to iTunes.com or uh, however you get to iTunes and you can download the show that way as well or you can listen to it right from there. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Uh, you can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you want to leave us email, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, download the free Android app for your phone or your tablet uh, and uh, you can just get everything I just said that way uh, there is a mobile version of the website now or of our show the website and whatnot and uh, for all you iPhone users and uh, well that that about does it good sir any words of wisdom <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Not these fucking bitches. No, right. yeah. Oh wow. I take it back. Nothing against actors. It's all the director and writer. That's all. Yes, yes, it is. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>